So we discussed yesterday the strategy to attack I and why it was necessary to make them feel that they were being victorious before they were destroyed. So the Pasuk says, Vayishlech Haim Yeshua, we've got the Pasuk test. Yeshua sent them and they went into the ambush, the place they were waiting. This is the first time we found out about the city called Basel, which was next next to Ai. So the ambush was between these two cities, Miyam Laaya on the west of Ai, which means Klaisha were coming from the east. They had gone to the other side behind the city. And Yeshua that night slept with the people, which means they were ready to fight the next day. So instead of coming back to the campsite where the families were, and uh, set up camp in Gilgal, they had traveled with the whole army to Ai, and then as a battle, they, they had, so to speak, slept in, in the, the valley, wherever they were, before the city, to be ready to attack Ai the first thing in the morning. Is it significant that that's where Abraham built? When it talks about Abraham Avinu, so it says that it's exactly the same place, Bain Basil of Bain Ai, built in his back, and there Chazal said that everything Abraham did was because he had some kind of Ruch HaKodesh, of what would happen to his descendants, and therefore at critical points, so to speak, he davened for their success. And therefore one of those points was uh, between Basil and I, which is exactly where the Jewish people were now before they went to attack, um, they went to attack I. He prepared the people for battle. This time Yeshua goes in front of the nation, um, so to speak, to lead the attack. They came next to the city. They came in front of the eye. There was a valley between where they were camped and I on the other side. And now you should. Certainly, see the Shmaiin battle. Then we want the leaders to lead us. There's the famous Meisim, which everyone knows, with Chaim Briska. And he said, if any soldiers had been me and the Chavetz Chaim, we would have been successful. So. If you're looking for the most, so to speak, battle-worthy soldiers, they put in their guard, in their river, in the, 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 that was the vanguard of the army. But in a case like this, they put the Zikmei's show in front. Also, there was a reason for that. And that is, they weren't intending to attack Ai. They were intending to run away from Ai. So, Yeshua would be the one to give the command to run, and then afterwards to come back again. So, he wanted to be in the front to direct the, what they were doing, rather than putting the soldiers in the front who would want to fight. So now they're on the, the, the valley, on the other side of the valley, opposite the city. And now Yeshua does an interesting thing, which the Chorah wasn't part of the original plan. And that is, He took another 5,000 people. He made a second uh, ambush between the two cities of Basel and Ai. Also on the other side of the city of Ai. And uh, the Chorah, why did he need this? He already had an ambush of 30,000 people there. So why do you need the second ambush as well? So we'll see. But Yasimu Ha'am is called Amachne Hashem Mitzvah Le'ir. That's Akei Ve'Miyam Le'ir. So the the whole main body of the Jewish army was on the north of the city, towards the west. Ve'Yelech Yosher Ba'Leilahu B'Seicha Emek. And that night Yosher went through the Emek, like he said that there was a. We just said in the pasuk before that they were on the opposite mountain and there was an Emek. There was a valley between them and I. And therefore that day they show crossed that night they crossed the valley so they came up to where I was. That's a simple chat in the Pasuk. 
So he's learned to explain why they needed two ambushes that we'll see by Hashem when we get to the war. But uh, what I want to talk about is the Chazal in this Pasuk. It says, and the Gemara Megillah says, on this Pasuk, besides for the literal translation, which means they crossed the valley, so now they were right outside the city of Ai, the, the, the Gemara Megillah is Daesh, that we saw that the, the night before the battle against Yerichoi, so Yeshua meets the Malach of Hashem. And the Malach Hashem is signs on him and says, why are you being a battle time from learning Torah? It could be that you're preparing for battle, but when you're not actually fighting, you must you build you service to learn Torah. So you came to him with a tiny one to learn, like we saw before. And now, says the Gemara, Yeshua, the next battle, Yeshua came to Metakin to fix the mistake, the mistake he had made the first time around. And therefore, the Gemara is Darius in these words, that he, spe- he made sure that the night before the battle, all the soldiers would be involved in learning Torah. Not just uh, some learning, but um, they got into a deep sugya to learn properly, so to speak, before they went to the war. And uh, we said this was to Metakin, what they didn't do the first time around. Okay, so the, now we're holding by the, the night before the battle, they, they'd spent the night learning, they were right outside the gates of Ai. Ahi kirais melech Ai, vayamaru, vayashkimu, vayetsu ansha ili krasisola milchama. Hu bechal ame, lamoid, lifnei harava. The people of IC that the, they were about to be attacked, so they they quick they get up and they go to fight Christ on the battle. And this proves the point we said yesterday, and that is the people of I were very confident. Right? Normally, the they, they were, if you have the wall, a city to protect you, then you stay behind your fortifications and you fight from when you have the walls to protect you. But here, they, no, they left the city to go to fight Klai Yisrael. They, they thought, no, obviously, we're strong. We, can, we won last time, we won again. So that morning, they weren't aware that the Yudin had gotten so close to the sea? Well, they didn't think they were ready for battle yet. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they saw them approaching, so they ran out to, they ran out to, to so to speak, start the battle. What does it mean when it says, what time did they go? So Rashi brings an interesting point over here. He says that they used uh, to look at the work from the stars when they were probably the most propitious time for them to go to fight. And based on whatever kishaf they were using, they thought this was the right time to go to fight. So that's when they went to, that's when they, they started, they went to preempt the battle, so to speak. Right. And what happens? Yisrael made it seem as if they had given up. And they ran away towards the desert, which means towards the east. So the people of Ai call all the people, in, all the soldiers who are still in the town to come join them chasing after Yisrael. So they all chase Yeshua, and as a result, they all leave the city. There wasn't a single man left in the cities of Ai or Basel who didn't go to chase the Jews. They left the city open. How did Basel get involved in this? Until now it was a war against Ai. Ai was next to Basel, but now we see that the people of Basel joined in the fight. And the reason for that was they were also Canaanim. So they obviously saw the Jews as a common enemy. And uh, even though they weren't being attacked, but when they saw that it looked to them that the people of Ai had the upper hand, so now they would join in to strengthen, so to speak, the countrymen in fighting the Jews. 
Okay, so now we're, we're now that the everyone's left the city. So now Hashem tells Yeshua, Yom Hashem Yeshua, the Tzai Bakidon Hashem Biyadcha El Ai. The spear you're holding raises towards the city of Ai, because that was the simon for the Oyev to see that that now is the chance for them to attack. Kibiyadcha Et Nena. Hashem promises I'll give them to you. Vayet Yeshua Bakidon Hashem Biyadcha El Ai. So Yeshua raises his spear towards the city, and the Oyev, the ambush is waiting for that symbol. Come. When they saw his hand was raised, so they ran. They came to see and they captured it. The first thing they do is they burn the city in fire, and that was a symbol for Yeshua. He told them to do that they, to show they had successfully taken the city. So what happens? The people of Ai turned back, and they see they see the smoke from the city going up to the sky. So now they were trapped, because now they realized that, obviously, they had been attacked from behind as well. They had no way to run, or, some of us explained it, they had no, way, no place to run, or they had no ability to run um, anywhere, because they, they were trapped on both sides. The Jewish people who had been running away from them now turned around. Now turned around and ran to the ones who were chasing them to, to attack them back. And therefore, So that was a symbol now for them to attack, turn around and attack the people who were chasing them. And the the ones who had come to attack the city, they burnt the city, but now there were, there were soldiers that had come from the city to meet, so to speak, the people of Ai from behind. And now the they had surrounded the people of Ai from both sides. So they killed them until there were no survivors left. The king of Ai, they captured alive. They bring him to Yeshua. So that was as far as the soldiers of Ai go. Then when they kill all the soldiers who are now outside the city because they had chased them towards the Midbar, and they all died, then they go back to kill the people who are still in the city. So they killed everybody remaining in the city by sword. Whether it was the, the, the women or the children, because the, the halacha of killing the nations of Canaan applied to everybody. So what did they burn? Canaan didn't burn the whole city. Or else there be no one left to kill. But when they burnt the city in fire, they obviously burnt something which would show you sure that they had captured the city. But, like we saw before, Hashem had told them to, that they were allowed to take the spoils of Ai. And you see here that they came to kill the people of Ai. So it wasn't that Ai was burnt to the ground with no survivors. The amount of people in Ai was only 12,000 people. They all were killed that day. Okay. Now... Oh, we're going to talk about Basel next. So this was happening. So so far, we've only spoken about the people of Ai. We haven't yet discussed what happened to the people of Basel, who also joined in the chase against Bnei Yisrael. Now, what happens next? This is an interesting pasuk. Yeshua, who had raised his hand as a symbol for Bnei Yisrael to attack Ai. Right, remains with his hands raised until they finish killing all the people. And the obvious question is, what for? 
if Yeshua is raising his hand, it was only a symbol. Right? And it was meant to it was meant to signify to the second force, the Orev, which was behind, to come forward and attack. So he had done it already. What does he keep his hand up for? So this is one of the many cases we see where Yeshua is the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore when he saw what Moshe Rabbeinu did, he wanted to do the same thing. And we know that when Moshe attacked the Malek, or when Kaisal attacked the Malek, so Moshe went up on the, on the mountain, and it says that Moshe raised his hands. And what is the point of raising his hands? It was a symbol for Kaisal. That as long as Moshe's hands are raised, it's a symbol of Tefillah. And commission says in the Shoshanah, Moshe's hands don't win battles. Allah, she calls man that Moshe's hands were raised, Kaisal had their hearts towards the Rimsh as long as they were thinking about it, then they were neutral. And if they lost, so to speak, focus, that uh, relying on Hashem to protect them, then they started to lose. And therefore, Moshe's hands remained up the whole day, and as a result, Kaisal won the war. And Yeshua understood that what he was doing was he wanted to symbolize the same thing. And now, until now, they hadn't started fighting yet. He was running away from I. But when the symbol to start the battle was when he raised his hand. And now, as long as the battle continued until all the last, and the last person of I was killed. Yeshua keeps his hands upraised as the same symbol to Klai Yisrael. And the Chiyodah shal Yeshua oises melchama. And the Lamelech, she calls man, Yeshua m'shadim is living, m'shavim 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 m'shavim, the same lesson. So that was that they need, then they would be successful in the battle. So that's as far as the people of Ai go. Only one hand. Only one hand. It's only one hand? But the symbol was the symbol. Same idea. Good. You see, by Moshe, he needed people to help him. Aaron and Chor had to come and hold his hands up for him. <laughs> okay, so then that was as far as the people go. Raka Bahem or Shara Ira, he bozzled with him Yisrael Kedvar Hashem, Asher Tivas Yeshua. The Bahema, which means the animals and the property of the city, that Kaisha will kept for themselves. Raka Hashem told Yeshua that that's what they should do. And now, so we have the people who are killed, the possessions they took. But Yisrael Yeshua, and so Aiva Yisimir tell Oilam, Shmom Al Yamazah. Then whatever's left of the city, Yeshua burns you know, the buildings or the houses, and he makes it into a ruin. Why did he burn I? So the first of two ways of explaining it. And that is, what was Hashem's instruction to Yeshua? Hashem's instruction to Yeshua by I was, you must do, we saw before, in the beginning of the parak. So what, Yeshua, what Hashem tells Yeshua to do, is he tells him, Vazdisa la'ayu la'malko, kashasisa li'richo la'malko. So, there's two ways to medaik this pasuk. We're going back to the pasuk base. When the instruction Hashem gave to Yeshua, you must do to I and its king like you did to Yericha and its king. So, the one way to medaik the pasuk is when it says to I, what does it mean? So, does it mean the people of I and the king of I, just like you did to the people of Yericha and the king of Yericha? Or does it mean to the city of I, just like you did to the city of Yericha? And that was the first thing we learned. That what Hashem was telling Yeshua was he was due to the city of Ai like he did to the city of Yerichai. And the city of Yerichai got burnt. And if that's the case, Yeshua understood this is a civil Hashem that he has to burn the city of Ai. The other way to like the Pasuk is the second part of the Pasuk. Hashem says to Brak Only the Shlal, which means the spoils, the property, the possessions, and the animals you should take for yourselves. What's the Rak? To exclude what? Uh, only this you should take yourselves. The Mashmah says other things not. And therefore the other question explained. 
that Hashem was telling him, you can only take the possessions of I. You can't inhabit the place. And therefore he understood from that, that the place itself, in other words, the buildings or the, the property of I had to get burned. It was, it was like a mute. It's only the possessions you had to take, nothing else. Either way around, Yeshua understood Hashem Hashem that he had to burn I. And that's what he says in Furish, uh, to, to this, the ambush in Basel Kres. When he's talking to the ambush he sent ahead, he says, You must burn the city in fire like Hashem said. Right? In other words, Yeshua understood this was the Tzivu of Hashem, that you have to burn I in fire. Therefore, he, that's what we asked yesterday, what is the double language? And he said, it's not, I'm not, it's not, stam, I'm telling you to, to burn the city as a, as a symbol to us. You meant to destroy the city. That was Hashem's Tzivu. And that's how whatever, like we said, even though they, they burned the city, obviously it wasn't completely destroyed. But from the first, whatever the area originally burnt, because you see that they went back to kill people, and they could still take all the spoils after that. Which means that that stage, I wasn't yet completely destroyed. Which, and therefore, after the show goes back to destroy whatever's left of I, and he makes it into a tell, into a run, which was not, wasn't an habit again. In the last passage, this Melech I Erev, the king of I, which they had taken alive, so he hangs on a tree, but only for the day. When the sun sets, he took his body off the tree. And what's the point of telling us all of this? Is that we see there's a din in the Torah of the Italian who lost their And even if a person gets killed, and in, and in certain cases when a person gets killed, if the is in, they hang him afterwards, the halach is not allowed to hang him overnight. But at the same day, you have to take him down and bury him, because that's a killer as a lekim talu. Oh, and now the khilash over here is, it even applies to a guy. In other words, even though the, the, the halach is talking about a Jew, right? But if the, the way the Rashi explains it is the Tzalem Elohim. And it's a disgrace for the Tzalem Elohim to be hanging on a tree. So if that's the case, it would apply to, and, uh, at least in the Pazak we see, that they apply the halach to a guy as well. And therefore, Kabaya Shemesh would mean before the sunset. Right? Because the Torah says, no, no, let the sunset while it's still on the tree. So they hang, hang out during the day, and then before the sunset, they took him down and they buried him. And that was uh, the end of the campaign, the war against I. What we'll talk about next time is Hashem is what happened to Basil. That's a, the pastor doesn't talk about it, but it's discussed by Chazal. What was the what, what was the story with Basil? That's the one point we'll talk about. The other point we'll talk about was what did the second Oyrev do? Right, he made two ambushes. The, the, the Oyrev he made originally was the one who came to attack I. They did their job. What was the point of the second one? So these are the points where Hashem will discuss in the next year.